0: Welcome in everybody. It is a Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. And normally we are at Cavens Group, the uh, best disaster response team in the state on Thursdays, but we have moved it up to Tuesday because of the uh, wintry weather that is still out there. Now the temperature is supposed to rise tomorrow, which I'm all in favor of, but I am hearing that uh, these pipe breaking situations, we've been in that kind of weather. And uh, even as the temperature gets a little bit warmer, particularly tomorrow, that doesn't mean that we are home free. We'll talk to Gary about that. Pipes, I hear the pipes are bursting right now around around the area. Hopefully not yours, but if you have an issue, Cavens, their team, they're getting ready again to uh, go out on jobs again today. They're the best equipped and trained team in the state of Oklahoma for a big freeze like this. We've been through, uh, you know, over the weekend into today. Cavens Group in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. That is 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. We will talk to Gary coming up here a little bit later on. Hopefully uh, you've made it through so far. You've been dripping the faucets, opening up the cabinets, uh, around your uh, sinks and uh, all the faucets that you have, and hopefully you haven't had to deal with any of this stuff, but a lot of people have, and we're not out of the woods yet, so we'll talk to Gary about that here in a little bit. Parker Thune is back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. How are we doing? How was the time off?
1: Well, Steely, I'll tell you, I did the one thing that you never do on the coldest week of the year. You drove. I drove further north. I drove substantially further north. And so Mm -hmm. I was up in Nebraska this past weekend. Obviously, I made the pilgrimage down to Lawrence to watch the Sooners go at it with the Jayhawks at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. But uh, I'll tell you this much. If it got above zero the entirety of the time that I was up there in Nebraska, it sure didn't get above zero for very long. So I've spent a lot of time indoors the last few days.
0: Yeah, well, I spend a lot of time indoors anyway. I'm just that uh, oh, much of a hermit. But uh, I, I think I ventured out to the uh, convenience store a couple times to get a little coffee and some supplies, and that's about it. So, anyway, I'll tell you who ventured out last night into the next round of the playoffs, Baker Mayfield. How about that performance by Baker last night as the Tampa Bay Bucs uh, really handled the Eagles pretty easily, 32-9 to the final Baker, 22 of 36, could have been better. He had six, seven drops, including Mike Evans. As good as Mike Evans has been, Mm. you know, Mike Evans has had some drop issues, and there was one that Baker laid right in there that could have been and should have been a touchdown. But, again, he winds up with three TDs, no picks, and uh, the Buccaneers move on. They will play Detroit on Sunday, 2 o'clock on NBC. But what a great night for Baker. And uh, again, those numbers should have been a lot better. Quarterback rating was really good, but man, Baker uh, played a heck of a game last night.
1: That is Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise quarterback Baker R. Mayfield to you, Steely. And yes, he was lights out last night. I I only got to watch the second half. I was on my way back down to I-35 during the first half. I was listening to it on the radio And, man, it's kind of shocking, isn't it? It turns out, and I tweeted this last night, but when Baker Mayfield isn't actively entangled in some of the worst organizational debacles the NFL has known in the entire 21st century, he can actually play quarterback at a pretty high level, even when banged up. And that's another common denominator for Baker over the first five, six years of his NFL career. He's been banged up constantly. And he's very obviously not at 100% right now, dealing with an ankle issue, dealing with a rib injury. But even so, man, he has been an absolute warrior. And even though it came at the expense of Jalen Hurts last night, it was awesome to see Baker put it all together in the postseason for the Bucks. He didn't get a ton of help from his wide receivers, way too many drops. they got to clean some things up if they want to be able to go into Detroit this coming weekend and upset the Lions. But, man... Baker looks to be at the top of his game right now, and that's a good place to be three games from the finish line.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Touchdown passes to David Moore, who played uh, college football in the state of Oklahoma at East Central. That was a 44-yarder trade. Palmer had a 56-yard touchdown reception from Baker. Chris Godwin at 23-yarder, so really a good night for Baker. They'll take on the Lions coming up again on Sunday at 2 o'clock. In a game on NBC, the Lions did beat the Bucks already in Tampa earlier this season back in mid-October. That was one of Baker's worst games, to be honest with you. 19 of 37, 205 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, he said in the postgame presser last night. He missed a lot of throws in that game. Uh, but the Bucks coming in with some confidence, uh, you know, but that was a tough day for number six. Back in mid October in that home field loss to the Lions, twenty to six. Let's hear from Baker last night in the post game, talking about the victory and the Buccaneers' special season.
2: Big difference in tonight's game compared to the first one uh, with, with how many Eagles fans were here tonight. Tampa showed
3: up, and so we, we appreciate that. Unfortunately, it was the last one here, so. Um... But it was electric. We could feel the energy, and we fed off that. We have a great locker room, uh, great staff that, uh, I mean, just the leadership overall. We lean on each other. We trust each other. Um, just doing your job and knowing that the guy next to you is going to do his. And so that it's, that's accountability for yourself and for your teammates. And it's just it's amazing to see the growth that this team has had in the second half of the year.
0: All right. So the narrative has definitely changed on Baker Mayfield this season. Let's go back to a little over a year ago. Oh, boy. This is when uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless were still together on Undisputed before the big breakup. But this was Shannon Sharp with Skip Bayless blasting Baker Mayfield last year. I got the floor. Because all you do is bring up those 11 games. All you do is go back to talk about when he was a rookie and won seven games. I'm mm. going to talk about what I want to talk about because I got the floor. Mm. Baker Mayfield is dead last in 2022 in QBR. Blah, blah,
3: He's blah. He's dead last. I don't blah, care. Blah 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 blah, 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 blah. He's 57.8. He's 30-30 completion blah, percentage. Blah. You going to let me talk? But you get on the floor for this clown.
0: He's a bum. He's trash. And you know it. There you go. Well, well, well. How there the turntables. Is that an audio receipt right there? Yes, Steely.
1: That is, is the is. definition of an audio receipt.
0: And I kind of like Shannon Sharp, by the way. But And look, he was at Carolina. That was not a good situation for him, obviously. Uh, but here's my question. Baker Mayfield, which quarterbacks are you taking over Baker right now? All right, let's start the list. Patrick okay. Mahomes, yes. Sure. Josh Allen, yes. Lamar Jackson, yes. Uh, Joe Burrow, yes.
1: Definitely, sure.
0: CJ Stroud, yes. Yeah. Uh, What about Jordan Love, yes?
1: At this point, I would probably take Jordan Love over Baker Mayfield, but it'd be close. It's close between those two.
0: How about uh, Justin Herbert?
1: I think I'd rather have Baker than Justin Herbert.
0: Uh, Matthew Stafford. Now, again, we kind of have to go with the criteria. You know, Like a guy like Matthew Stafford's won a Super Bowl, got a great arm, you know, had to suffer through some years in Detroit, many of them, as a matter of fact. But no doubt a great quarterback now. He has a Super Bowl on his resume as well. But, you know, how many years does he have left? So kind of there are other things at play here. What about Dak Prescott? Ooh. <laughs>
1: It's hard to keep defending Dak. It really is, and he hasn't been putting great. Baker situations has as many playoff Dallas. wins as
0: Dak, right? Dak's two and five. Baker's got a couple playoff wins now.
1: I I'd be tempted. I mm, I still want Dak. I still want Dak. But again, that's one where you're splitting hairs between him and Baker. Yeah, I
0: Yeah, but you have to think about it for a minute. I, I would still take Dak too. What about uh, Trevor Lawrence?
1: Yeah, just based on the future potential, I would probably go Trevor Lawrence over Baker.
0: You know, I didn't throw Aaron Rodgers out there because, obviously, he was injured. Uh, What about Jalen Hurts? Jalen or Baker?
1: Baker. Baker. I'm going Baker over Jalen Hurts.
0: All right. Uh, Jalen Hurts was in the MVP conversation last year, right? And, obviously, the Eagles were 10-1. They dropped six of their last seven. What about Tua? Tua or Baker?
1: Oh, Baker. I'm going Baker over
0: Tua. Yeah, I would go there, too. So we have, uh, if we're looking at Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, you're uh, Justin Herbert, you said what?
1: I'm going Baker over Justin Herbert.
0: I'm still going to go Herbert, but there's there's a conversation there. Stafford, again, he's been a better quarterback than Baker and is a better quarterback than Baker. But, again, if you're looking ahead – Uh, We'll see. Jared Goff, I didn't throw him out there. What about Jared Goff, his uh, opponent coming up on Sunday?
1: I think I would take Baker over Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is in a system that has allowed him to – I think if you put Baker in Detroit, Detroit is even better than they are right now with Jared Goff at the helm.
0: Brock Purdy threw 31 touchdown passes during a regular season, 11 picks. Uh, If you put Baker Mayfield – On the 49ers, you get the same production? Yeah. I mean, is it – Brock Purdy's got great players all around him, and I know they lost to the Ravens. He had a horrible game and all of that. But uh, you take Baker over Brock Purdy, right?
1: Mm, I don't know. That's another one where I could go either way because I I, I, kind of think Brock Purdy is the perfect dude for San Francisco at quarterback. And so – would Is Baker more talented than Brock Purdy? I would say yes, but does Brock make more sense for what's around him in San Francisco than Baker would? I would say also yes.
0: Yeah, so basically you're looking at Baker Mayfield somewhere in the 12-15 range, in that range,
1: yeah, that's in fair. the NFL.
0: And again, you're talking about the best players in the world, so great bounce-back season for Baker Mayfield you, you can tell, you know, they love him there in Tampa Bay. His teammates love him. You know, they, and, and all he had to do was come in and replace the GOAT, Tom Brady. That's it. And he did an excellent job. And we'll see what happens. I kind of look at this game, you know, coming up Sunday, uh, wanting the Buccaneers to win and see Baker get to play in an NFC championship game. But if they do lose to the Lions, the Lions are also a great story, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game in 33 years. Well, at least until Saturday night. I'm excited for the sports fans in Detroit and what they've gotten experience with this Lions team. It has been a ton of fun to watch them make a run. But look, I ride or die with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I ride or die with Baker Mayfield, I'll be pulling for Tampa Bay to go into Ford Field this weekend and pull the upset.
0: There you go. And the only bad thing about last night was freaking Shoe showed up. Yeah, why course. was he there? Who invited I that know, guy? I know. Who gave him a pass? I'm a little bit disappointed, and I love Gerald McCoy, but don't hug Shoe. all right? Unless you're going to sneak in a little gut punch or something while you're doing it. <laughs> don't hug the man. I'm just saying. All right, we're here at Cayman's Group. We'll talk to Gary here in a little bit. Hour number one, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Heating and air needs, you have an issue, call Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. We'll get to the text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Parker's back, 405-651-3439, right here on Steelman and Thune, here on the Home of Sooner Fans The Ref Radio Network. All right, we are back with you here at Caven's Group. And, again, uh, the temperature is going to be rising tomorrow, and it's going to be manageable again. I think it's going to be low 40s tomorrow. Is that right? Or is it like high 20s? I don't know. i have to check the weather. It's going to be better than it has been, which, again, uh, if you walked outside and stayed outside for like 10 minutes and you weren't properly attired like the, uh, the kid, you know, Ralphie's brother in Christmas story, then you were probably going to look like uh, Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, just completely frozen. That's how bad it was. Uh, But with the rising temperatures, your pipes can still be bursting, and uh, you don't want that. But if it happens, Cavens, best equipped and trained team in the state of Oklahoma. Any big freeze, be thinking about Cavens Group. We always tell you put these numbers in your phone contacts for emergency. Cavens, C-A-V-I-N-S, Cavens Emergency in uh, Norman and Oklahoma City, 405. 573-3048, that's 405-573-3048, up in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And another number you always need to know is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line number, 405-651-3439. Let's go there right now. Let's do it. Sam in Tulsa says, Portal, have you heard anything?
1: Yeah, look, I... Zalance so Hurd is still in contact with Oklahoma, so I guess I'm telling you there's a chance, but I I don't expect that he's going to be a sooner. I I think he will end up committing to Tennessee. But the fact that he's remained receptive with the Oklahoma staff, I mean it I guess that gives you a certain degree of optimism, but I don't think he ends up at OU. That is my opinion as of right now. Unless something were to change seismically with the situation at Tennessee as far as the money is concerned, I believe he's going to be headed to Rocky Top. LaDonna from Lubbock says, I heard Baker gave shoe the field pass.
0: Yuck. I mean, you can see how it happens. Obviously, it was his OC and head coach for a while. But, uh, yeah, it just uh, – It angers you, seeing Muleshoe over there. It does. I'm just that petty. And a lot of Sooner fans didn't like it. Here's what was interesting yesterday, Parker. Caleb Williams, you know, announces officially that he's going to the NFL draft. We all thought it was going to happen. He made it official yesterday. But in his message, he said, I'll always be fight on and horns down forever. So, And I uh, was talking to the Sooner Nation as well, which I thought was really cool. And we've talked about Caleb and the OU fan base. Now, it was interesting because so many Sooner fans, 99.9% of them, were rooting so vigorously against USC in games over the last couple of years. But I still think that a large – wouldn't you say a majority of those still liked – caleb williams they'll always have the memory of the cotton Bowl comeback that he led and uh, he'll always be in sooner lore forever but the response i saw from sooner fans they were like caleb best of luck you know you're always going to be a sooner which i thought that was refreshing to see personally i never had a big issue with caleb it was more carls jr but um I thought that was cool to see that many of the Sooner fans – I mean, there are a few, and you knew there would be. Ah, screw you, you know, uh, whatever. But I thought the Sooner fans were mostly positive when they responded to his uh, announcement yesterday.
1: Yeah, and I think that's to be expected. I mean, look, the the reality is Caleb came to Oklahoma, not for Oklahoma, but for Mule Shoe. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He's Team Mule Shoe through and through. I mean, he had the wool pulled over his eyes, but it is what it is. He still has a spot in sooner lore for that epic comeback at the Red River Showdown on October 9th, 2021, a day that none of us, I imagine, will ever forget. A listener in the 310, which is California, says on Instagram, "I hate liking Baker's post when Mule Shoe has already liked it." <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, look, Gerald McCoy's such a good dude. It didn't surprise me that he hugged the guy. But uh, just there was a little eh, cringe. What if Muleshoe came up and tried to hug you, Parker Thune? Wouldn't your body, like, shrivel? Yeah, like,
1: I know. Hey, I, I would evade the embrace.
0: I it's would, like uh, somebody. Uh, I would pull uh, who had, a
1: Michael Jackson and moonwalk right on out of there.
0: It, it's kind of like, have you ever had somebody that had a distinct body odor? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever known somebody who's had oh, a yes. distinct some B.O.?
1: We all know a couple people like
0: that. And man. if they come to hug you, you think that it's like Seinfeld. That B.O. is going to attach itself if you go in for the hug. So you kind of like back off. I've been sick, man. I'm sorry. That's what you have to do.
1: LaDonna from Lubbock adds, I don't think it's just Sooner Nation that hates on mule shoe anymore. He's ruined his reputation nationwide. He's been exposed.
0: Well, LaDonna's out there in West Texas, right? So she knows. Uh, how far is uh, Lubbock from uh, Muleshoe?
1: Oh, I don't know. It's probably an eight-hour drive at minimum. It's really? quite a ways. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought it was closer than that.
1: Oh, oh, no, no, no. Wait, you're talking about Muleshoe the place, not yes, Muleshoe Yes, the yes, person. yes, yes. Yeah, I was like,
0: eight hours? Jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably an hour, if that, from Lubbock to Muleshoe. Uh, we
0: might have an operation for uh, LaDonna and her husband to go, uh, well, we don't want them to destroy any property or anything. But, you know, I don't know. What could they do to shoe? That I wouldn't know. harm anybody, but, you know.
1: Markin Blanchard says, is it a coincidence that Mule Shoe showed up to the game last night and Philadelphia forgot how to tackle?
0: <laughs> that was brutal, man. I am talking. That was a team that was 10-1, and one, right? And they lose 6-7. of seven. We'll see what's going to happen with Nick Sirianni. Which one was the more embarrassing way to close out the season? The Cowboys... Clown act they put out there against Green Bay, or was it Philly last night? Man. I got to go I, edge Dallas still.
1: Yeah, edge Dallas, because they were undefeated at home, Steely. Yeah, 16 in did, a row. They didn't just lose at home. They got throttled at home. That game was never close. And Philly, like at least Philly hung in there.
0: For a while. At least Philly
1: yeah. was in that game for three quarters, until Tampa Bay poured it on in the fourth. But – Dallas got spanked on their turf.
0: Yeah, and the youngest team in the NFL came in there and did that to Dallas. Mike McCarthy is still employed right now. Isn't I know. He? Who would have thought? What is going on? What do you need to see, Jerry? I wonder if he'd bring back Coach Schwitzer.
1: Every time, every time I'm on the verge of talking myself into. Mike McCarthy actually being a competent football coach, he torpedoes his own case.
0: Mm. Yeah, and look, Dallas's defense man was brutal. I mean, they just they they were horrible.
1: Well, and, and I, I was watching that game, and at a certain point, Greg Olson said it. He was spot on. He was like, "Look, Dallas can s- string together as many scoring drives as they want to try to dig out of this hole, but." They can't stop Green Bay right now.
0: Yeah, it was it – was. Uh, and Jordan Love was great, man, no doubt. It uh, looks like the Packers have uh, struck gold again at the quarterback position. Now, again, we'll see what happens over time, but, man, he made a lot of great throws uh, in that victory again on Sunday. All right, 405-651-3439, Chevrolet text line, Parker's back. Uh, Let's keep that text line humming, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Want to let you know, by the way, if you're in your 40s or older, you're thinking about your vision, let me introduce you to the new LASIK lens replacement. Very simply, lens replacement provides a permanent fix to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which many times leaves a patient needing those old man reading glasses or adjusting to mono vision. Lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery best part of the whole deal with lens replacement you'll never require a cataract surgery lens replacement the new lasik a major leap forward in vision correction so if you're ready to see 2020 then check out the new lasik available at thenewlasik.com be right back more of your texts on the way next here on the ref Cavens Disaster Response Group, we are always out here on a Thursday, except for this week we're out here on a Tuesday to tell you about uh, these pipe-busting temperatures we're still involved in. The team at Cavens Group getting ready to go out and help more people again today. The freezing temperatures caused some issues Flooding after those pipes break, and uh, they can help you out at your residence or business. They are the best in the business. They are on standby 24-7, 365 in Norman and Oklahoma City. They always say put this uh, number down in your emergency contacts under CAVIN, C-A-V-I-N-S, Caven's Emergency, 405-573-3048 in Norman and Oklahoma City in Tulsa, 918 282 7612. So again, Norman, Oklahoma City, 405 573 3048. And in Tulsa, 918 282 7612. Casey Thompson was on uh, OU Insider with Brandon Drum. And I haven't gotten Parker's response to this yet. So let's play the sound bite. This was Casey with Brandon Drum over the weekend uh, on, the,
2: uh, on the podcast talking about. His journey to get to OU. It's been a long journey for sure, you know, trying to get back to Norman. But um, I've always had a mutual um, respect and love. Obviously, this is home. But my pops, you know, played at OU. Uh, My brother went there as well. Um, But kind of like we said, we just I want it to be a good fit, of course, uh, from, you know, on and off the field. And um, I think that the staff they have here right now with Coach Ben Venables and, Uh, Just Latrell and those guys, uh, just what they have building it. You can tell it's really special. And uh, I like the way Coach BB does things. And uh, he's a man of spirit, a man of faith, and uh, he's led by the right things. And so I think it's uh, just a mutual fit uh, and just a very uh, positive relationship that we've always had as a family. And it's just good to finally be back here. So that's kind of how everything transpired and uh, went down. But, you know, with uh, with college football these days and all the coaches coming and going, um, finally, I realized this now. Like looking back, you know, it's just you just got to go somewhere where you feel like you want to be there. You know, you just got to mm-hmm. go somewhere where you you like the community, you like the team, you like the uh, the, the you know the what the what they can offer you, and you know what, the, the logo that you can wear on your chest and kind of just represent the name on the front and represent the name on the back. But um, no, it's definitely uh, a special feeling just being back here in Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, being right down the street, you know right down the street and kind of. Uh, being at a place where my family all went to school and where my dad played ball at. So it's a very special uh, moment for me for sure.
0: All right. Casey Thompson on uh, the OU Insider podcast again with Brandon Drum over the weekend. And uh, I don't know, Parker, I would say this about 85% of the uh, responses that we got yesterday and mainly on social media have been pretty positive about it. There are always going to be some naysayers out there. He's going to be a seventh year senior uh, high school, Southmore to Newcastle, college, Texas to Nebraska to Florida Atlantic where he had a knee injury last year, and now to the University of Oklahoma. Uh, I know you're positive about this, and uh, tell everybody why you think this is a good deal for OU.
1: Well, I think it's a good deal for multiple reasons. One, he brings experience to a quarterback room that lacks it. I mean, your three scholarship guys in that group, Jackson Arnold, Michael Hawkins, Brendan Zerbrug, they have combined for one collegiate start. Obviously, Arnold's start in the Alamo Bowl. So you have a sophomore and a pair of true freshmen. None of them are what you would consider savvy in the technical sense of the word. And so Casey Thompson, having played six years of college football to this point, is going to bring experience and wisdom and an additional helping hand and means of support to the younger guys that are the future at that position at Oklahoma. There's no question about it. Look, Jackson Arnold is your starter in 2024. If and when Jackson Arnold's time has come and gone, it is on to Michael Hawkins, Brendan Zerbrug, Kevin Sperry to battle it out for the starting job at that point. Casey Thompson is not coming in with the expectation of, Of starting at any point for the University of Oklahoma, unless they absolutely need him to. But I think the experience that he brings to the table is invaluable. I think when you understand his mind for the game, and if you haven't heard that complete interview with Brandon, Casey talks for about 45 minutes about all things under the sun. It's up at the OU Insider YouTube channel right now. Really, really insightful stuff. Casey goes deep into the X's and O's, Seth Latrell's offensive scheme, how he's come to understand it, what he's learned over his six years in college meeting rooms. And so I think that aspect of the game is something that comes naturally to Casey, something that's very easy for him to process, pick up, and I think that's why he's got such a bright future as a coach one day because obviously football isn't going to last forever, and uh, I think maybe he's not counting on this – year at Oklahoma being the last chapter of his playing career, but obviously it must be acknowledged that's a very real possibility that this year is the last time he straps on the pads. So uh, he's gunning for a long-term future as a football coach. I think it's something he's well-suited for. But also another reason I think this just makes a ton of sense for Oklahoma is because it's not costing you a scholarship spot. All right, Casey Thompson does not account for one of your 85 football scholarships. So the Sooners have found a way to make this work such that there is literally zero risk in bringing this guy in. You heard firsthand how passionate he is about the University of Oklahoma, how many times he almost ended up here, but circumstances didn't permit it once and twice, and then three and four times. Fifth time's a charm, he's a Sooner in 2024 and I think what he adds, the unique dynamic that he can add to the quarterback room in Norman is going to lift all boats with the rising tide, as it were.
0: All right, uh, back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439, and you guys are doing another great job today. We appreciate it. Let's go back there. Cherokee Sooner says,
1: I like Casey Thompson, however – I think we need to ban backup quarterbacks from wearing number 11. We can't keep tarnishing Teddy Lehman's legacy like that.
0: <laughs> By the way, you were a believer, right? If Dylan Gabriel hadn't been at OU, that Casey Thompson would have been the guy at OU?
1: Yes. Yes, I believe Casey Thompson would have transferred to the University of Oklahoma had Dylan Gabriel elected to stick it out at UCLA.
0: All right, back to the text line we go.
1: Jeff from OKC says, It would also be cool for one series or one snap for Casey to play against Texas. I, I, I think I know the answer to this question, Steely, but you're kind of the football encyclopedia when it comes to OU history. You tell me, has there ever been a quarterback take a snap for OU against Texas and for Texas against OU?
0: Man... Um not that i can think of now i don't know if that ever happened back in like the bud era or anything like that there's probably an historian you know that can come up with that for us whether it's mike brooks or stats kelly or somebody like that not that i can think of of course i've got the old man brain right now in the, the old man brain forgets things very easily um I remember that there was a kid from Norman Hyde that ended up signing with Texas, which was a little bit unusual, Paul Bierman back in the 80s, and I think he played in the defensive backfield for Texas. Jeff Lighting, I remember, was the uh, Tulsa Union linebacker. Now, he was originally, I think, from Missouri, but he ended up going to play at Texas. He was a good linebacker and very highly recruited. But in terms of a quarterback, man, I, I can't think of one.
1: Obviously, Casey Thompson – His, I I would say the seminal moment of his career came in the Red River Showdown in 2021. He threw for 388 yards and five touchdowns that day. It just so happened that he got one-upped and upstaged by a young freshman named Caleb Williams.
0: Yeah, he played really well that day, no doubt. All right, we have time for one or two more before we break.
1: Uh, The listener in the 405 says, didn't Brennan Thompson? Yes, we obviously have precedent for a player playing on both sides of the Red River rivalry, but I was I was kind of narrowing the focus to quarterbacks. Yeah. Has there yeah, ever been still... a quarterback take snaps for both schools in that rivalry series? I don't believe that is the case. Um, I
0: probably confused him because I, I was switching to other guys that recruit, from Oklahoma that were recruited there. But, yeah, I, I can't think of a quarterback. But Like I said, maybe somebody out there can go ahead and Google it up. By the way, did you see
1: the story that's circulating on social media about Brendan Thompson?
0: I did not. What is really? it? Oh no!
1: You need. I'll DM it to you. It's awesome. It's awesome. You'll love this. It is oh, okay. Nothing, good. Yeah. No. 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 Nothing negative. Nothing that would make the kid out to be a laughing stock. In fact, quite the opposite. It is a feel-good story, if there ever was one. So I'll, I'll DM it to you on Twitter while we're in the break.
0: Sounds good. All right, we're here at Cabins. We'll talk to Gary in a little bit. Keep those texts rolling in, 405-651-3439. Thunder lose to the Lakers last night, 112-105. They've got to turn around and play the Clippers tonight, 9 o'clock on TNT. Tonight, Oklahoma City and the L.A. Clippers out in Los Angeles. All right, break time right here. More texts on the way, T.J. Ecker at 135 135- all happening right here on The Ref. Back here at Caven's Group, 405-573-3048. And I think we'll talk to Gary probably around uh, 115, 120 today. And uh, we are not out of the woods yet, folks. Even though the temperatures will be rising tomorrow, uh, that there's still problems you could uh, you could have with bursted pipes, flooding, uh, at your home or at your business, and we'll talk to Gary about that, get some tips, again, with Gary coming up here in a little bit. Riverwind Casino, get on out there today, play with your wild card. Tuesday means you get five times the entries uh, by getting some points on your wild card, five times the entries for the drawings on Friday night for the big promotion, the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Today's a great day. If you got some extra time, go have lunch at the food court or chips and ales and uh, get some uh, extra entries for the drawing on Friday night. You deserve a bunch of cash and bonus play, don't you? Of course you do. And you can win your share Friday night in the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Don't forget, you can also win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas. Who knows? Maybe Baker Mayfield and the Bucks will be there. You never know. Uh, You can participate in the first down and neon town promotion. You have until January 18th, so we have three more days the top five patrons who earn the most points on their wild cards are going to want a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. You get your game tickets, you get your airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 in cash. Total prize package for each of these individual prizes, almost $25,000 to give away. Five of those trips, the lucky patrons get out there and play on specific gaming machines in the first down in Neon Town Promotion. And we have new shows announced at the Showplace Theater. Next up, comedian Joe Coy, Saturday, January 27th. Air Supply, Scotty McCreary in February and March, Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan. Now we know in April, Ryan Bingham is going to be on the Showplace Theater stage. Friday, April 19th, Ryan Bingham, Yellowstone fame. I think we'll get Gary at one. He just walked in. And then Kip Moore will be on the stage at the Showplace Theater Saturday, April 20th. And they also announced that Brantley Gilbert will be there for a show Friday, May 10th. Tickets available at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Okay, let's get to the text line my Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439.
1: Cherokee Sooner says, I hope a polar vortex hits L.A. and bursts all of
0: Shoes pipes. There, there you go. There you go. He's, he's got a pretty nice mansion there, built by the University of Oklahoma.
1: David from Norman says, has there ever been a father and son who both took snaps at quarterback for OU? Steely.
0: A father and son. Ronnie Fletcher and uh, Patrick Fletcher.
1: That's why you're the goat because I would not have landed on Ronnie and Patrick Fletcher if you'd given me hours.
0: I think uh, I think it was Ronnie and Patrick Fletcher. Is there anybody else? Like I said. Uh, not you know I know the Bud era okay but I'm not you know Mister Encyclopedia on the Bud era but somebody if if I'm leaving somebody out let us know but I think it would be Ronnie and Patrick Fletcher and there maybe there's somebody else out there good question
1: Robert and Harris says in the Texas game this upcoming season how cool would it be for Casey Thompson to come into the game roll out right and hit Brennan Thompson on a route to the post for a 75 yard touchdown. <laughs>
0: That would be something. Yes, I, I, absolutely. Oh,
1: here, here you go. It, the answer was right there in front of our face. Oh, no.
0: Uh, here we go. Charles
1: go and Kendall Thompson.
0: Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> but we I thought we were talking outside the Thompson family. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Because that was the basis for the question, right? Because you're thinking of the Thompsons. Yeah, Charles and Kendall. Kendall ended up at Utah. But I was thinking outside the Thompson family. So, there you go. Uh,
1: Let's see what else we have on the text line here. Ferris from Hong Kong says, late to the show today. Don't know if you guys have mentioned it. But did you all see what Josh Pate said about OU in Texas and the SEC perception? Pretty refreshing stuff.
0: You know, we played that soundbite. I don't know if it's the same one, but uh, within the last, I think, couple, three weeks, where he's basically saying, everybody thinks that, you know, that. guess what? Oklahoma and Texas are going to sit at the big table in the SEC, too. And uh, he basically was saying if, if it's the same thing that I, we played in that soundbite, that, you know, everybody seems to think that, yeah, Oklahoma and Texas are going to take a lot of beatings in the SEC. And Josh Pay was saying they're also going to deliver their fair share of beatings. Here's the deal with Oklahoma and Texas. Now, the Longhorns have been down for a while. And I think a lot of that has been boosters and just the the way things operated at Texas. Sark has done a pretty good job turning that around. We'll see if he can continue to do that. But just like with Oklahoma, there's so much interest, money, uh, and it's such an important important part of the state. Uh, there's really nothing bigger than OU football if you think about it. And Thunder basketball even playing for a championship back in the day. That's huge, but it's never as big as OU football. So in the long term, they're always going to win. Doesn't mean they'll win a national championship, but, you know, you look at John Blake and Howard, the you know, Brent 6 and 7, those are the outliers big time. So, like I said, we'll see what happens this year in the SEC, but I have confidence that Oklahoma's can going to continue to be One of the powers in college football in the SEC, too.
1: Our good friend Bumpy Rhodes on the text line has a dilemma on his hands this coming weekend. He says, became a Sooner and a Lion in 1980. I'm taking my Lions over Baker. Love Bake, but the Lions need this more. Hashtag OnePride.
0: Well, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of Lions, uh, Sooner lion fans. Obviously, we know Oklahoma State with Barry Sanders, you know. uh, But when you think of Steve Owens and Billy Sims there, and Teddy was there for a while. uh, So, yeah, and uh, unfortunately for both Billy and Steve Owens, they both had significant injuries that cut their careers short because when they were healthy in the league, they were really good players. No doubt about it. All right, that's going to wrap our number one, ladies and gentlemen. We do have Gary in with us, and it looks like he's been out working uh, and his crews have been out working, taking care of people with this uh, frigid weather we've had. I'm going to ask him, I'm going to set the over and under on calls they've had at 40 and see if we're over or under. So also want to thank uh, Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems, our first-hour sponsor here on the RAF 405 five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Heating and air needs, you need them taken care of. Tim Lasher and his company will get it done for you at four o five five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Another hour to go, keep it here. We are spending a Tuesday this week at Cabin's. And we are ready to speak with the man, Mr. Gary Cabin's He is the man here at Cayman's Disaster Response Group. And, man, we have had some uh, really, really, really bad, cold, frigid, just downright horrible weather. The sun's out and shining today, but it's still cold. Now, the temperatures are going to go up tomorrow. And, you know, old dummy like me, I'm thinking, you know what? We're through this. It's a win. Once we get to tomorrow, it's going to be 45 degrees. Now, Gary, you're telling me, it's not a victory yet. In fact, it could be really getting started tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, once, really
4: when we find out about a lot of the pipe breaks is when it starts to thaw out. So when we get above freezing is when a lot of the pipe breaks are going to start showing themselves, and you'll start having flooding at your home and at your business, um, on your rental properties, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of stuff, you know, if you've got pipes that, uh, that are froze up, We'll find out a lot about that tomorrow once it starts thawing out because we're still below freezing
0: right now. Now, do the pipes actually, like, break, or how, how does it happen once, again, the ice that could be in there now where it's com- completely frozen, and then once it melts, uh, how does the process happen and then the pipe just can't handle it or what?
4: So what happens a lot of the times is um, that so water will get into the pipe and it'll expand and it'll break the pipe and then what happens is there's water outside that pipe and that water outside that pipe will stay frozen and you may have where it's freed up a little bit of water flowing through, so you may have some water, but it's not. But once it defrosts and it melts off when it gets above freezing, then that hole is doesn't have that ice over it holding that water in anymore, and the water starts spraying out of that hole, and so then you that's how you end up with you know flooded home. You come home from work. Um, and you find that, you know, the carpet's all wet and everything's all flooded out and all that. Um, and the same, you know, when you're at work during the day, you may see a wall where water just starts pouring out uh, beside, you know, on the ground. Um, and that's, you know, during the thought process that happens. But then you also have the actual fry, the pipes that actually explode is what we're seeing a lot of right now. And what we're seeing that is, is like fire lines, they'll break in half, water will expand it and it'll pop and break in half just because there's so much pressure on those fire lines water-wise, it just basically makes them kind of explode. Um, And then we're seeing, we're already seeing some residential ones uh, where it's starting to warm up a little bit, you know, and uh, they've got the heat cranked up in their house and so that's, ice has melted off and now they're starting to leak everywhere too. So it's kind of an interesting thing.
0: I thought I'd, or I thought tomorrow I'd won the first round of the winter playoffs. I was going to run out in the yard and plant a flag like Baker Mayfield, like we've already got the W. And you tell me we're only at halftime right now. That's right. <laughs> Wait till
4: Thursday. To do that. I mean, we had a call out to uh, Lake Texoma yesterday to a lake house that um, a pipe burst in the ceiling, flood flooded the lake house. Um, you know, we were in, we've had se- several call outs to Tulsa. Tulsa seems to be getting hammered with uh, pipe breaks. I was at a, a, a restaurant yesterday, all day personally, working a water loss at a restaurant that a fire line burst and then a plumbing line burst and flooded the whole entire restaurant. Um, and I've got a crew up there that's still working on that one. And we've just seen, I've had a lot of people call in that they have frozen pipes and we've kind of walked them through the processes of how to slowly. Uh, get those pipes back going again and everything and a lot of customers have had success and we've even had some feedback on Facebook from some of our customers thanking us for Good. Uh, doing that but you know we're um, you know we've we're just continuing to uh, take the calls as they come in we just had another call out for a residential pipe break that the guys are loading up getting ready to head out but Um, you know, we're just, uh, we're here to help. We're going to be here all day today. We're going to be here tonight to help, and we're going to be here tomorrow all day and the rest of the week. So, um, you know, the most important thing that I can say is, uh, tomorrow, walk through your home, walk through your business, go in the areas that you don't normally go into and make sure you don't have water coming under the baseboard or, you know, running down the walls or anything like that as we start thawing out in the afternoon tomorrow.
0: There you go. All right. Uh, And hopefully, you know, we we hope for everybody out there that you don't encounter this situation. If you do, you want to call Gary uh, and the folks here at Cabins. They've got the most crews, the best trained crews. They know how to deal with this stuff, 405-573-3048 in the Oklahoma City area. If you're in Tulsa, it's been pretty bad there, 918-282-7612. I would think one thing that you would want to tell people is, you know, for those DIY people out there, well, let's just go put a bunch of towels down or whatever and make sure and run a fan or, you know, well, there's a, there's a wet area in, in the guest room. We can just use a hairdryer on that or whatever, you know, and try and get it taken care of. You want a professional to be there like you and you want them there ASAP.
4: A hundred percent. You know, Here's something that a lot of people don't know and we've kind of talked about this a little bit um, the last week and one of the things that's really interesting is most homeowners policies and most commercial policies don't cover mold Um, I would say 90% of the policies out there don't cover mold or they have a cap on the mold and but 99% of the policies do cover water and so it's important to you know, call and have a water restoration remediation company like Cavens Group that specializes in it. Come out and extract and structural dry your property um, to make sure that you're not going to have mold growth in the future. Because what happens if you try to do it yourself and you don't get it dry properly, you think it's dry, but the insulation in the wall's not dry, the sheetrock's really not dry, um, then you get mold growth growing. And then it's going to start growing and you're going to see it in about 30, 60, 90 days, you're going to start seeing mold growth growing on your walls, and then you're going to be calling to get the mold removed for your health and safety of your employees and your family, and um, you're going to have to pay for that out of pocket. Not cool. So, you know, I can't stress enough to hire a professional structural dry water extraction company like Havens Group to come out and make sure it's dried out properly. Um, If you need to make an insurance claim, make an insurance claim, Um, but uh, make sure that you're everything's done correctly so you don't have mold issues that you're going to have to pay for out of pocket yourself down the road
0: there you go all right advice from the best gary cabins and cabins uh, disaster response team uh, they have the most crews they have the best train crews uh, and if you run into one of these issues you need to call cabins 24 7 365 they're available at all times and uh, 405-573-3048 in the Norman, Oklahoma City area. In Tulsa, it's 918-282-7612. Gary, I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you very you. much.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: The one and only Gary Cavins here. All right, Parker, why don't we pull up a, a couple sound bites real quick. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Tristan Wirth's. Soundbite, talking about Baker, and then we'll go to Cal Herd on uh, Baker's career track because uh, Colin Cal is is coming around a little bit. But I want to start with Tristan Worth, the, the O-lineman uh, for the Buccaneers, and this is really all you need to know about what his teammates in Tampa think of Baker Mayfield. This was Tristan Wirf after the win over Philly last night in the locker room, and uh, was asked this question, and I like his answer. Here it is. A lot
3: of questions coming into this game about Baker's health, uh, yeah. with the rib and the ankle. He didn't show any of that today. Yeah, because he's a dog. Um, no, he's
0: a super tough guy, incredible competitor. Um, you know, he's been doing everything he can to be out there with us, so um,
3: it's, it's awesome to see.
0: Pretty simple, but it's almost like, yeah, well, that's what you expect from Baker Mayfield, right? And, you know, Baker's grit, determination – again, it was probably part of why he had that ending he had in Cleveland. Well, a big part of it is the Browns are a dumbass organization. <laughs> but, you know, he tried to play through that shoulder to show that he was a tough guy, and I think that set him back. And not only, you know, I think what we've seen, Parker, and you saw it fully on display last night, with the exception of planting a flag at midfield, and, of course, You don't do that on your home field, really. But you saw the swagger back. You saw Baker Mayfield having fun playing football. We've seen a lot of that this year with Tampa Bay. But we saw Baker Mayfield for a while when at the end of his tenure in Cleveland and at Carolina, which was a horrible situation as well. You know, he had some fun with a great uh, comeback with the Rams. That kind of got him going again. But Baker lost his mojo for a while. Baker lost his mojo for a while, and he's got that back right now. I'm not saying he's a superstar quarterback, but he's a good, solid NFL quarterback this year with Tampa Bay, and you can see again that the fun is back for him playing football.
1: Did Baker ever lose his mojo, truly? Because I I, I kind of understand what you're saying, but I also think that It had less to do with Baker losing his mojo and more to do with Baker having to literally drag himself onto the field week in and week out for a pair of organizations in Cleveland and Carolina that were offering him zero support and zero assistance. I think he always had that mojo. It was just tough for that mojo to manifest the way that it has in Tampa Bay back when he was a Brown and when he was a Panther, because the situation around him was so... <laughs> Never mind. The words I want to use are not FCC-appropriate. Steely, but yeah, I guess like, you could say Parker it's like, like the SpongeBob you- gif where he's standing in the middle of the room and it's burning around him and he's trying to <laughs> blow it out. That was Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and that was certainly Baker Mayfield in Carolina.
0: You might be a great employee and a very happy person, but if you're working in a horrible situation, guess what? You may not be as joyful as you normally are in another situation, and I think that affected Baker. Uh, to a certain extent. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But it was just, and I think the reason why Baker Mayfield right now is the most popular Sooner player of all time, I think we all can agree that Leroy Selman was the best, Boz was popular. There have been a ton of popular Sooner players. You know, everybody's excited to see Dewey Selman get the call to the hall for the College Football Hall of Fame. But Baker Mayfield right now, and maybe he always will be the most beloved sooner because he seems to be kind of like one of us. He'll go out and drink a beer at a baseball game. He'll butt heads with the offensive lineman, And he just has joy playing football when he would run, skip, and jump down the field after a touchdown. People love seeing somebody who shows that kind of emotion. And we started seeing that Baker emerge again, I think, this year in Tampa. Because Tampa's a good organization.
1: It is a good organization. It
0: used to be, but it is now.
1: Yes, there is strong leadership. There is stability. There are weapons offensively for Baker Mayfield to work with. And he is thriving. And it sounds like he's going to get a long-term extension there to be their quarterback for the long run, which is all Baker Mayfield ever needed. It was just a chance, right? You give him a chance, you give him a situation where he can reasonably be expected to succeed. Or at the very least, surround him with a cast of characters conducive to his success. And I know there were many who figured that Baker wasn't that guy. But you and I, Steely, I know Shea was in this camp as well, as well as many others across Sooner Nation that just figured as soon as he really gets that opportunity to be somewhere that fits him and that supports him, he's going to succeed as an NFL quarterback, and he certainly has.
0: All right, we're here at Cabins, and uh, we want to thank Gary for all the insight again uh, that he gives us every week, and we also, also want to get back to the text line. We do have uh, T.J. Eckert on the way, 135 on the Riverwind Casino hotline. So, T.J., coming up at 135, your text on the way in the next segment. And uh, we will do all of that coming up this hour right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are spending a Tuesday at Cavens rather than uh, our normal Thursday because Gary wanted to educate everybody out there that uh, even though the temps are rising tomorrow, we are far from out of the woods yet with pipes bursting and flooding. Uh, And he advised everybody to go check on rooms you may not normally check in to see if there is water seeping in the carpet or, you know, inside the walls. You can tell. And uh, if you do have that issue – and Hopefully you will not have that issue, but if you do, Cavens is the place you need to call, 405-573-3048 in the Norman, Oklahoma City metro area in T-Town, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, last night the uh, Thunder lost 112-105 to the Lakers, JW-25, SGA-24. The Lakers have done a nice job last two games defending him. Uh Oklahoma City forty-two percent from the field, thirty percent from three. They've been the best shooting uh, three point percentage team in the NBA. Uh last night they did not fall. Big night for Anthony Davis, twenty seven points, fifteen rebounds. LeBron had twenty-five. Austin Reeves, fifteen points, seven assists. The Lakers again were on a two game losing streak, got it done, beat the Thunder by seven. And remember the last time that uh, the Lakers beat Oklahoma City. They were in a four-game losing streak. They broke that. Remember, Anthony Davis said it's pretty much a much win for us. So Oklahoma City uh, and the Lakers, three three meetings this year. The Thunder has won one of those three. And we'll see what happens when they play the Clippers tonight, 9 o'clock. And that's a TNT telecast tonight, 9 o'clock, Thunder at the L.A. Clippers. Here is what LeBron had to say last night after the win. Over the Thunder, he says, any win over Oklahoma City is a good one. Yeah, they're they're very um, dynamic, very challenging. They they work your defense. They make you try to, you know, um, you know between Jay Will, um, you know, obviously Shea headed a snake, um, Chet, you know, those guys just, you know, they always got you moving. They always got you, you know, trying to close out. They do a great job of getting into your paint, um, you know, and also they can shoot the
4: ball really well too. But you know, just try to change pitches. We didn't want to show them the same pitch tonight, you know, um, and, and I think that that allowed us to kind of, you know, keep them a little bit off balance offensively. But
3: they're so. You know, very, very good team.
1: I love that the nicknames originally coined by a friend of the program, Brandon Rabar, have now become canon across the NBA with regard to <laughs> Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And uh, 9 o'clock tonight, TNT against the Clippers. Clippers have won eight, and 8 of their last 10. They're 16-4 and four at home. This will be another challenge. We talked about this the other day, this stretch coming up. Uh, Oklahoma City before last night, seven of their next eight on the road. And uh, the Thunder still in line to win about 55 games on the season right now. But, again, uh, uh, this is going to be a tough stretch for Oklahoma City. By the way, Russell Westbrook tonight, season averages 11 points, six rebounds, five assists per game. He has started 10 of uh, the Clippers' 39 games this year. So you'll see Russ again. Uh, coming off the bench unless, you know, somebody scratches uh, for the Clippers tonight. 9 o'clock on TNT. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's do it.
1: To the text line we go. Big Rich and OKC points out Baker is the only quarterback to win a playoff game in Cleveland since 1994, 30 years ago. All you need to know, LOL. Uh, In
0: that classic? I love it. And uh, he's doubled up on the Browns playoff victory since they re-entered the league. and he, of course, was that one victory that they have. Uh, was very much involved in that win over the Steelers. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a good year for Baker, no doubt. And if you look at the season totals now, uh, thirty one touchdown passes, ten picks, four thousand three hundred and eighty one yards. You know, he set a regular season career high for yardage and touchdowns. So it's been a nice uh, nice bounce back year for him.
1: By the way, I was thinking about this, and I think what got me considering this was I can't remember why I the, the Browns quarterback jersey, the infamous quarterback jersey, came to mind. But I started thinking about OU Texas over the last eight years between those two teams. And when you look at the last eight matchups between Oklahoma and Texas, Steely, the Longhorns have had three quarterbacks take snaps against Oklahoma since 2017. Sam Ellinger, Casey Thompson, Quinn Ewers, that's it. Over that span of time, in those games against Texas, Oklahoma has had the following quarterbacks take snaps at some point. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Tanner Mordecai, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams, Davis Bevel, Nick Evers, and obviously Dylan Gabriel this past year. That's nine quarterbacks that have taken snaps against Texas in the last eight years for Oklahoma. And of those last eight matchups between the two programs, Oklahoma's 6-2. and
0: That's crazy, isn't it? I mean... And, yeah, Mordecai came in when Muleshoe benched uh, Spencer Rattler, right? That's right. First time around.
1: That's right. And that only lasted a couple of drives. But even so, Oklahoma has had nine quarterbacks take snaps in that game. That's Over amazing. the last seven seasons, and yet they're 6-2 and two against Texas, who has had three quarterbacks take snaps.
0: Crazy. Where does uh, Spencer, Ratt- Spencer Rattler won a league title? But in terms of a guy who was billed so highly, you know, five-star kid, um, how do you classify his career at OU? Disappointing? Uh, underachiever? I say, what? I would say
1: objectively, yes, it's it's a disappointment. And yeah. the 2020 year didn't – get off to the greatest start for Rattler but he turned it on and you could certainly make the argument that over the second half of that season there were not more than a handful of quarterbacks in all of college football playing better football than he was but the way things ended the way that he handled himself throughout his tenure at Oklahoma yeah I think most would concur that Rattler over the course of his career at Oklahoma was a disappointment now obviously he has rehabilitated his career and his image at South Carolina props to him for that he'll hear his name called on draft day this April and you know wish him all the best at the professional level but as it pertains to his career at Oklahoma yeah a hundred percent disappointing
0: yeah and, and again he did win a championship and he played a nice role in uh, in winning a big 12 championship and as you said he got better you know uh later in the year but overall, again, based on the lofty expectations for Spencer Rattler, it's got to be a disappointment. All right, uh, let's get a couple more in. We've got T.J. Eckert coming up in the next segment.
1: Everybody's pointing out that Braden Willis and Eric Gray took snaps at quarterback two. Yes, that happened. Well, I,
0: yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah.
1: If you want to expand that conversation, you could run the list up to 11. But if we're talking strictly quarterbacks, it has been nine over the last seven seasons in the Red River Showdown. For Oklahoma, and yet they are six and two. A listener in the seven three one points out a statistic that made made the rounds on social media last night. Baker is the first Bucks quarterback to record three hundred yards and three touchdowns in a playoff game. Checkmate Brady.
0: Yeah, and again, when you consider he had to come in after the GOAT, it's pretty remarkable what he did. And again, I'm not sitting here telling you that Baker Mayfield's gonna be, you know, a multiple Super Bowl winner or uh, you know, the greatest quarterback in the NFL. But he's a good, solid. He's had a really good year, and maybe this paves the way for him to continue to be one of the better starters in the NFL. You know? Uh, you know, he's somewhere, I think, in the twelve, sixteen range, middle of the pack. But again, we're talking about the best quarterbacks in the world. That's not a bad deal. And what I like is the way he came in and won over that locker room, that that didn't – I'm sure that didn't happen easily when you had Tom Brady. Now, and you've heard some of his teammates say they love Tom too, obviously, because, you know, you get a chance to play with the greatest of all time, in most people's opinion, all those Super Bowl rings, and, yet, you know, immediate respect once that guy walks in the locker room. But Brady was a little more aloof than Baker. Baker's more one of the guys, you know and I think that rubbed off on the locker room as well. Different kind of leadership, uh, different kind of uh, rapport with your teammates. I'm not saying that Brady never talked to anybody. That's not the case, but it has been different with Baker, and I think they, they've they learned to really uh, trust him, respect him, and really want to play for him. All right, let's break right here. At Caven's Group on a Tuesday, coming back to the Riverwind Casino Hotline, we're going to talk to our friend T.J. Eckert about Baker Mayfield, about what's going on with the uh, coaching stuff in the NFL and college football. We will do all of that next here on the Home of Sooner Fans. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That means that T.J. Eckert is on the line with us, Riverwind Casino Hotline here on this Tuesday. T.J., appreciate your time your thoughts on six last night, Baker Mayfield against the Eagles and uh, Tampa Bay moving on. He just continues to impress.
3: Steely has just you know when when you think he's he's done or when you think when everybody's counted him out, he just finds a way to step up and and make plays. And you know, shout out to the Bucks defense; they played fantastic. Obviously, it was a big reason why. Uh, they won that game, but Baker made some throws down the stretch and, and made throws throughout the game that that got the job done. He's done such a good job this year of of taking care of the football in terms of not being turnover prone and and just getting the ball to his guys. and And you can call that a game manager if you want, but he's he has he has managed games, but he's also made plays to help his team win. So I think we're finding out that when he's not in a situation with a franchise that is just you know. The Browns, <laughs> he's a pretty good quarterback. So it's love seeing it, love seeing all the support for him on social media too from from Sooner fans and and NFL fans in general. I think they're starting to take to Baker and his story, so it's pretty cool. On the
1: flip side, TJ, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles were that close to winning the Super Bowl last year. Now, here (laughs) we are a year later. They lose 6 of 7 to close the campaign. They had the best record in the NFL at one point at 10-1. and Now there are legitimate questions about Nick Sirianni's job security, and obviously there are questions I don't know how credible or how real they are, but there are certainly those out there that are questioning whether Jalen Hurts is capable of being a franchise quarterback. At least in Philadelphia, your thoughts on that situation?
3: Yeah, the whole thing's weird. I don't know where or what has happened uh, to Philadelphia, and it's it's so strange because like you said, I mean, this is a team that was a few snaps from winning a Super Bowl last year and looked like one of, if not the Super Bowl favorite, for the better part of the entire season, the regular season. So, I don't know where things fell apart, and things are probably going to get a little worse. They have a ton of guys that are up for free agency. Sounds like Jason Kelsey is is telling people he's going to retire. So, I mean, you're losing, a, a, could lose a number of players to free agency. You could lose your best off one of your best offensive linemen, your your anchor there at center. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's 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 so crazy how. NFL and sports in general is what have you done for me lately? The fact that Nick Sirianni is being talked about as a as a guy on the hot seat is is shocking, crazy to me. Uh, that's just kind of how Philadelphia is. As far as Jalen Hurts goes, it, I, I, the same thing. It feels like a what have you done for me lately? And he he struggled a bit down down the stretch of the season, but he's a big reason as to why the Eagles have had so much success the past two years. So. I, I'm I'm not sure if patience is a thing in Philadelphia, but you got to think they got to have a little bit of patience and think this team can turn it around before you start just you know cleaning house.
0: TJ Eckert, our guest on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline, KTUL TV Sports Director, joining us. All right, uh, Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, as far as we know right now, still employed. But if Jerry makes the move. And Mike McCarthy's out of there, and I think most people still think that's eventually going to happen. We'll see. Who would you hire? You know, if you were the owner and uh, Mike McCarthy's out of there, who would you go after?
3: I think for me, and I won't. I don't think it'll happen in Dallas just because of the dynamic there with Jerry Jones. But you know, Bill Belichick's available. I think that's the guy you got to go get. That just feels like you know, you know guys had so much success problem with that is that I don't think that he would mesh well with Jerry Jones in terms of, you know, Bill took on a lot of those GM type roles in new England towards the tail end of his, his time there. And uh, Jerry Jones is not going to be allowing that much involvement from the head coach, I would imagine. So I, it feels like the hot name is Harbaugh. Um, and I don't know how Dallas fans would feel about that. I think if, if Mike McCarthy would have sucked last year or, you know, they didn't really even suck this year. They just got knocked out of the playoffs early. If he had have struggled a year or two earlier, the, the, the name would have been Lincoln Riley, right? Which is crazy to think about. Now I don't think his, his name's even on the ra- Well, I say on the radar. I doubt he's a, he's a, a favorite. So uh, if, I'm a, if I'm a GM looking for a coach right now, Bill Belichick's at the top of my list. But Jerry Jones I don't think would do that. So why not give Harbaugh a call and, and give him a shot there in Dallas?
1: To the hardwood. TJ, Porter Moser and the Sooners coming off back-to-back losses at TCU and at Kansas. Now, my personal opinion is that if a loss in Allen Fieldhouse changes your perception of OU basketball, then (laughs) you have lost adequate perspective already, and I can't help you. But what are your thoughts on the recent skid for this team, which had started off, what,
3: 11-1, and 12-1? Something like that, yeah. And, and honestly, Parker, the, if there was a loss that was more concerning to me, if there is, if you can even say concerning, it was the TCU loss. And that's hard to say because they're now a top-20 team in the country as well. So it's not like they're losing the scrubs. But you, the, the TCU game was odd because I've, I've said it a lot this year that OU has found multiple ways to win games. If teams speed them up, they do a good job of playing at that pace or playing at their own pace. Uh, Their defense has kept them in or won them a number of games this year. And so, for example, the TCU game, they got sped up and looked uncomfortable. And then the defense really was uh, a struggle in Fort Worth. And so that one was a little more concerning, not the right word, but, you know, eye-opening than the Kansas loss. You know, they haven't won there in 30 years. So, you know, like you said, if you're judging the season based off of how you're doing in Allen Fieldhouse, well, OU hasn't had a good season since 1993, which we obviously know isn't true. But... The TCU one is the one that I'm keeping an eye on just because it looked like they didn't really have any answers for some of the stuff that TCU was doing. They haven't had an answer for Avery Anderson since he was in Stillwater, and he had a great game against the Sooners again in Fort Worth. So I'm not too worried about it. Winning on the road in the Big 12 is very hard. You're almost stealing one no matter where you're at. So we'll see what happens this week. Uh, I, you know, got, you feel comfortable with them beating West Virginia. The one that... the one that would be good to get is at cincinnati on saturday cincinnati's played well this year but if you can win a game on the road in the big 12 you're almost gaining a leg up on on the rest of of the conference table so that'll be the one i keep an eye on i'm not too concerned about where they're at right now um but if they can win on the road in cincinnati that'd be big all
0: right tj before we let you go uh thoughts on casey thompson coming to oklahoma after uh stops at texas nebraska fau uh, what are your thoughts on the Sooners and uh, Casey Thompson getting together for his seventh uh, seventh year? He'll be a seventh-year senior this fall.
3: It's amazing. I, uh, you know, he's. I, I think his uh, – I'm trying to think what happens when you turn 25. Does your insurance go up? Or, you know, is he having to deal with real-world stuff yet? I don't know. Or however old he is, 23, 24. It's, <laughs> here's, here's what it does, Steely, is that it – OU fans – in the past, haven't been too concerned about, well, who's going to be the backup quarterback? Well, now, after what happened with Dylan Gabriel last year, or two years ago, I guess, technically, is that's now a concern for teams is what's going to happen if your guy gets hurt? Who's going to be the guy behind you? Well, now if Jackson Arnold was for some reason to get hurt or something happened, you feel confident throwing Casey Thompson in there. And that's and that's a great feeling to have, and it's it's great to have him in the locker room, great to have him in the quarterback meeting room. Uh, It's good to have a guy with that type of experience to bounce ideas and bounce thoughts off of and for advice, all of those things. Uh, And most importantly, too, guys, what does it say about Casey Thompson? Obviously, you want to come back and, and, you know, you're living on this legacy of your family playing at OU, but it's your last year of college football. You have a chance to maybe go play somewhere else and put some good film up and maybe improve your draft stock, but instead you're choosing to come to OU where you are almost almost guaranteed to be the backup and just kind of fulfill that role. I think that says a lot about him and his character. That's uh, pretty cool, and it's a great story. The backup quarterback normally doesn't get a lot of love, but in this case, I think it's just really neat. And then just obviously, like I mentioned, the story of him coming and playing, where his dad did, his brother and his uncle, Paul Thompson, right? You saw Paul had to make sure everybody knew that they're not related, yeah, uh, right. which I thought was great. So, cool story.
0: TJ, we appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you, thank you, and uh, we will talk again soon.
3: You bet. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks.
0: TJ Eckert, KTUL-TV Sports Director, joining us via the Riverwind Casino Hotline here at Cavens on a Tuesday. We have one more segment to go. We have time for more texts if you want to get one in. By the way, happy birthday to Gunny today. Happy birthday to our friend and your friend, Gunny of Stutzman Army. We'll be right back. Keep it here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back here at Cavens Group and uh, want to tell you Riverwind Casino. We will be there again on Friday. Keep in mind the great promotions happening right now out at Riverwind. Play with your wild card today. Get the extra entries Monday and Tuesday for the Friday night uh, promotional drawing for the 80K winning resolutions giveaway you can also win a trip to the super bowl in vegas in the first down and neon town promotion you only have through january 18th so get on out there and finish strong the top five patrons who earn the most points On their wild cards, they're going to win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. You get game tickets, airfare, hotel, ground transportation, plus $1,000 in cash. We are going to have five winners. So get out there and play on the designated first down in Neon Town gaming machines now through January 18th. New shows announced at the Showplace Theater in April. Ryan Bingham, Yellowstone fame. If you're a Yellowstone fan, the singing cowboy. Uh, it's going to be there Friday, April 19th. Kip Moore, Saturday, April 20th. And Brantley Gilbert will be at the Showplace Theater coming up Friday, May 10th. We have shows again, one more in January. Joe Coy, comedian Joe Coy and Friends, coming up Saturday, January 27th and February. Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. And then two great comedians in March, Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan, at the Showplace Theater. Tickets are available at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Also want to thank Ortho Central for bringing you all of our uh, audio today. Uh, they have clinics in Norman Midwest City and now a new Tri-City location, of course. They're in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They're full-service clinics, do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. All right, Parker, let's finish up on the text line, 405-651-3439.
1: Gunny of Stutzman Army says, Thank you very much. I appreciate the birthday wishes, Steely. So, Gunny checking in despite the fact that it is his birthday. And there are many other things he could be doing with his time. Instead, he is right here on the ref with us on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Tuned in as always. Good stuff, Gunny. Thank you and happy birthday. Uh, Let's see what else we got. 918 Listener says, What has Bill Belichick done without Tom Brady? Is he not sub-500? And yes, that is true. But you cannot completely dissociate Belichick's legacy from Brady's legacy. Those two are kind of joined at the hip. And the Patriots' greatness of the 2000s and 2010s did not fall squarely on Tom Brady's shoulders or squarely on Belichick's shoulders. No, they both had a hand in it. And so I don't think you can say that the Patriots won six Super Bowls in the span of 18 years because of Tom Brady, nor can you say they won six Super Bowls in the span of 18 years because of Bill Belichick. No, they won because both of those are among the greatest, if not the absolute greatest ever to do it, at their respective positions in the sport of football, and mm-hmm. they just happened to have kind of a perfect marriage there for close to two decades in New England.
0: The uh, Belichick also took the Browns to the playoffs, right, with Nick Saban as his defensive coordinator. Man, and Kirk uh, Ferentz was
1: on that staff.
0: Yeah, have Kirk Ferentz? I thought he was just born into the Iowa job.
1: You know it's funny <laughs> If Oklahoma had let Bob Stoops leave the airport in 1998, yeah, that's right. Who knows if Kirk Ferentz ever gets that job?
0: That's one of the things too, because you know all these flight tracker things, you know, to come out. Like Bob Stoops, if I'm not mistaken, his interview was in Dallas, right?
1: Yes, that is. So.
0: You know, like all of a sudden, well, you know, they're going to hire this guy and he's going to fly directly into the campus. Um, It usually doesn't work that way. But like I said, Bob Stoops, you know. Of course, Joe C. is a very, very bright individual. In fact, I think it's going to be crucial. Can we keep Joe C. for 20 more years? Is that possible?
1: How old is he? 60s, early 60s? I don't
0: know. My guess would be early 60s, yeah. Maybe 65 would be my guess. Go ahead and Google it up. But we need to – Josie, uh, you know, there were some some rumors out there. I don't know how much truth there were that, you know, eventually Josie was going to step down pretty soon, and I thought Zach Selman would be the guy, you know, to take over, and Zach's now at Mississippi State, obviously – but uh, Josie has been vital to the uh, success at the University of Oklahoma. And, you know, I think we all know that. But, I mean, he's kind of been the glue guy to all of this. Um, so, anyway, I think, uh, you know, in the year 2065, we should take Josie's brain and implant it into the future athletic director. I know that's kind of creepy.
1: That is kind of creepy, but that's I think it would be kind of creepy.
0: That is just creepy. It would be a, a very wise move. That way, you you need Josie's brain always there making decisions and hiring coaches.
1: Jeff from OKC says, "I want to see more at home with Baker progressive commercials at Raymond James Stadium. He has a pirate ship now."
0: Maybe they'll bring him back. I don't know. Maybe that campaign's over and done with. It has been, but I thought Baker was really good in those. But you know, once the uh, the the shine kind of uh, kind of came off Baker, uh, you know, I guess it didn't work out for a while. But uh, I I thought his acting was pretty decent for a commercial. Okay, uh, we got to get out of here. Want to thank uh, Gary, Amanda, everybody out here. Great people at Cabins. They'll do great work. Hopefully. You know, it's so weird because I always want to say, hopefully you won't need these guys, but if you do, you need to make sure that you have their phone number stored. Norman, Oklahoma City, Metro Area, 405-573-3048, Cabins Emergency in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Uh, Gary talked about it earlier. You know, just be- the temperatures are rising, and he actually thinks a lot of these You know, pipe bursting events and flooding are going to start happening tomorrow when the temperature gets warmer. Now, hopefully, you won't have to deal with that. But if you do, Cavens is the place to call. 405-573-3048 in the metro area in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Everybody, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Let's get locked in. With Parker and Tyler reunited, and it feels so good. Keep it right here on The Ref.